0: You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel, where we help you to see a real and practical Christianity from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about salvation again we're still on the salvation series see how long it's taking because the truth is you will never exhaust it even if we have a hundred years salvation is still going to be the most important topic in the universe and it just keeps expanding and expanding and expanding it's that rich it's awesome and so we bring all these faces or aspects to enrich your understanding and also so that just the way we um have explained from first, chapter 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 chapter, uh, chapter 3, verse 15, that says, um, Sanctify your hearts, uh, and then you should be ready to give every man a reason for the hope that is in you. So, definitely, you need to know these things for you to understand them. Number one, and number two, to be able to defend your faith. Okay, so we're going to be exploring one personal text of scripture. Um, okay, I haven't even said it today's uh, will I say, digging or explanation or teaching is going to be concerning salvation and precisely when salvation happens when does it take place you know in a person like if you go out to preach the gospel or the gospel is preached to you when did the salvation take place right and i'm really going to be staying on romans 10 verse 9 to 10 or let me say we're going to be building from romans 10 9 to 10. romans 10 says that if you confess to your mouth the lord jesus and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and the mouth, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So we see two things here. If you confess to your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart. If you confess and believe, right, you will be saved. If you confess and believe, you'll be saved. With the heart, one believes, and with the mouth, confession is made to salvation. So we're seeing uh that you should believe in your heart and you should confess with your mouth. So the the question would be that is this what the scriptures teach, like is this the prerequisite for being saved, like is it that I will believe with my heart? I won't say heart, please. We are not talking about the beating heart there, and it's not something that is, uh, it's out of this world. So my heart, no heart there. Just in this context, just talking about your mind. It's just your mind, honestly. It's just your mind. Uh-huh. It's not your spirit. It's your mind okay if you believe your heart the lord jesus and confess to your mouth that god raised you from the dead you will be saved now for this to be true other texts or scriptures would have to attest to that and what i'm really expecting is it that if you believe and you don't confess you will not be saved is it that it's a combination of two of, of both or is it that you confess to your mouth and if you don't believe in your heart you will not be saved like what's going on here well we're going to apply the law of corroboration to corroborate is just like um it's like it just means to gather evidence so you take from here take from here you gather different sources saying the same thing and you are able to you know either confirm or deny what something has said that is you present evidence the legal term to corroborate so we're going to corroborate and look for other texts where they talk about salvation or what it takes to be saved okay so get your bibles out and let's crack on Mark chapter 16 verse 15 to 16 and he said to them go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature he who believes and is baptized will be saved so this is a lucky leg so the question that is it now uh, is it that you must believe in your heart confess with your mouth and then be baptized in water to be saved (laughs) I will deal with baptism on that day but then we're just going to keep reading and then you'll be able to decide for yourself even before I come to the conclusion you should have been able to figure it out by yourself so he who believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he who does not believe will be damned. Acts 15, verse 7. And when there had been much disputing, Peter arose and said to them, Men and brethren, you know that what how that a good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my word or my mouth should hear the gospel, the gospel, and believe. And God, which knows the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as He did to us. And He put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Okay? By what? By faith. Okay. By faith. So have that in mind. Aha. Uh-huh. Verse 11, it says, But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ we shall be saved. So we believe that through the grace of God, Lord Jesus Christ we shall be saved. Alright, let's move on. Hebrews 4, verse 2 to 3. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with what? Faith in those who heard it. For we who have been Believed have entered or do enter into that rest. I hope you're taking note of of what the answer is according to all these texts. Luke 24, verse 25. Then he said to them, O fools and slow of heart, to what? Believe all that the prophets have spoken. Of course, if you've been following this podcast, you know that what the prophets said was just the gospel. They preached the gospel. That's just simple. Or not the Christ I have suffered this thing and died great glory. They preached the gospel. That's just it. John 1 6 there was a man sent from God whose name was John and the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might what? Believe. John 1 verse 12 But as many as received him to them he gave what? The power to become the sons of God even to them that what? Believe on his name. So those who received him are those who believe on his name. Okay? Uh, just John 3 verse 16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever shall what believe in him shall not perish but what have everlasting life verse 18 he that believes on him is not condemned but he that believes not is condemned already because he has not what believed in the name of the only begotten son of god verse 36 or yeah 36 he that believes on the son has everlasting life and he that what believes not on the son shall not see life but the wrath of god abides on him john 5 24 very well, really i say unto you he that hears my word and believes on him that sent me has what everlasting life and shall not come to condemnation, condemnation but is passed from death to life acts 10 43 to him give all the prophets witness that through his name whoever what believes in him shall be saved or shall receive remission of sins honestly i had to cut it here i could have continued there were so many the book of John alone was a lot of Ojoro-like play. It was so full of believe, 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 belief. And I was like, what's going on here? It was when I just did my research, I realized that John actually ends with this. I think John ends with... Um John twenty thirty one, But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Son of God, Christ Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. So you can actually count the word believe so many times in the book of John. Believe, 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 believe. I'm like, guy, what is it? Are you in love with that word or something? So he put it there because his, his reason for writing the book was that you believe. And so that's his focus. Anyway, so I think from what we've read so far, we're sh- we we are able to establish something that... Um, to be saved just means to believe. It just means to believe. Like that is, to believe with your heart. That's just it. That's just it. It's not, there's nothing more. To believe in your heart, that's all. <laughs> so, if, if that's the case, then we, we go back to Romans 10 and say that if you believe or you confess, is it confess your mouth, the Lord Jesus, right? Or the Lordship of Christ and believe in your heart. So, well, is, is Romans 10, verse 9 contradictory not really it's not contradictory actually no no it's not contradictory um (laughs) no scriptures actually don't contradict each other you just have to resolve the issue and there's a rule of bible interpretation that says that when a text is clearly or a concept of scriptures like what we just looked at now belief is clearly explained all over scriptures that is you've established it by You've checked, check, 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 and this thing is correct everywhere. It's the same thing everywhere. When you now come to a text that looks problematic like this, that says, uh-huh, that confession is added right to it before you are saved," then you realize that it, it's not that, that. It's not that all those other texts are wrong. In fact, it's not. It doesn't make sense. It's like going to court, right? And then a um, lawyer has all this evidence. Or against somebody they have overwhelming evidence. Maybe a person committed a murder and they have over that is the, the all the evidence is, is so strong, everything is so strong, so much evidence. Then one thing now comes and looks as if just one thing, maybe out of 40 different things that point to the fact that this guy is guilty. Then one thing somewhere now looks as if. I'm not sure this guy did it just for one small thing. Now, of course, I'm sure we watch all these our movies and we've seen yeah. Sometimes that one lead can be the social tweet or. But I'm talking about concrete evidence, not the one that they say someone framed him. This one is that maybe CCTV cameras caught him. Everything was like all it's there, and then one thing, just one shred of in court evidence looks as if no 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 it may, be ha- may have been someone else I don't think any well thinking court will dismiss 40 pieces of evidence because of one piece of evidence no rather they will seek to what resolve that one okay this one why does it appear this way and that's the same thing with scriptures you will resolve that particular one you now realize no if, if it has been well corroborated everywhere else it means that this particular text is what we call problematic problematic meaning that there are, there are many factors that could be um, responsible for it not aligning with other texts because scriptures don't contradict themselves. It could be maybe by the translation, when it was translated, there was an error in translation. It could be that maybe by context, if I look at the context properly, I will really I will find out, okay, this is what they're really talking about and it will align with the rest. If you understand this principle, you will know that there's, like, you <laughs> there's just too many texts that are too well explained that, because okay this is the, actually why a lot of people have arguments in the bible or people have because you see like so many will explain texts and you see two or three that seem to contradict them and then someone says no i will stand on these two or three and i will say to hell with your 40 scriptures and that doesn't just make sense if you have about 40 texts overwhelmingly saying the same thing and then you just want to pitch your 10 to this one beam. no rather you should be able to realize, no, there's something wrong. Maybe it's the spelling. Sometimes it's the punctuation. Yes, sometimes, because the Greek doesn't have punctuation. It could be the punctuation. It could be the tenses. It could be the translation. It could be anything. That You now have to resolve that to match the other ones. And that's a very, very powerful rule of Bible interpretation. So this one now, let's let's see how we can resolve it. Because it wouldn't make sense to think that Holy Romance is telling us that you must what confess with your mouth right um of course i I don't think that's even the only place that um it says you confess i think there should be one or two other um places uh okay yeah but let me see okay talk about every spirit um let me see let me see let me see um well you you may not find you actually may not find um okay philippians 2 verse 11 says and that every tongue should confess that jesus christ is lord Okay, but if you look at that, let me see. Okay, verse from verse Philippians two, verse ten. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Okay, eleven, and every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord. Okay, so every knee should what bow, every tongue should confess. Okay, we're going to come to even what confess means in the first place, right? Uh, so you're going to see. You can actually go study it. Sometimes what you just do is just maybe you have a Bible app or something just type like the word confess and just study all the texts that have to do with the word confess 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 or believe check all the texts have to do believe believe if you do it like that you will actually have a more rounded understanding then sometimes you can actually look for other words that um maybe also mean the same thing for example you notice that some other texts that we use the word faith instead of believing you can actually use okay faith and then look through and see okay which ones which ones that, that's how we study that's part of how part of how we study actually not the only way that we study, right? Uh-huh. Uh, but one thing that you see the, um, in the negative is that First John 4:3, and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus is come in the flesh is not of God. So, so this spirit what confess. That is what we say this spirit, we're talking about the spirit behind the man's actions they, they come so it's the man you will see and that man will confess that jesus christ is not come in the flesh right i said this one is the spirit of antichrist First john 4 15 whoever shall confess that jesus is the son of god to god dwells in him so we see that there's this confess confess so it's not just that that um how will i put it um romans chapter 10 is uh alone in saying confession you see other places said confess 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 so the question is what's going on right but i'll tell you that believe actually surpasses confess that's the first thing you notice like um it, it you see a surpassing um amount of that but in the end you're going to find out that if you like let all of the both of them be equal they actually don't contradict each other right and so we're going to dive into the romance 10 verse 9 itself Right, so it says from verse uh, nine: If you believe in your heart, if you confess to your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes to righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. For the Scripture says, Whoever what believes on Him shall not be ashamed. So are you seeing that Romans itself is also telling that whoever what believes shall not be ashamed? He repeats belief. He didn't says he didn't say belief and confess. Right? Uh-huh. So, um, let's see. Verse 12, for there's no difference between Joe and Greek. Okay, uh, the Lord is rich to all to all that call upon him, for whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Then look at verse 14. How then shall they call on him who they have not what believed? Right? So he's saying that calling on the Lord, right, uh, is a function of believing. Like, or the response when you call on the name of the Lord, you know, is to is actually to believe, is is the same thing. Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That is obviously you will he- hear the gospel and then you will respond that is to call upon the name of the lord but say how can they call on the name of him who they have not who have oh, sorry, english language how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed are you seeing that so to call on him is to what to believe and how shall they believe in whom who they have not heard and shall they, how, shall they, how shall they hear without a preacher man good lord what is this stuttering Today, okay, so you are seeing that you are still seeing the element of belief, believe, 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 right? uh uh-huh. Believe, believe, believe. So it's it's it boils down to belief because you are seeing that even this romance for 10 is talking about belief. So are they contradictory? No, they're actually not contradictory. In fact, we will actually see that um what's going on here really is that. <laughs> You know, it says if you confess to the, of the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God is from there, you'll be saved. Since we've established belief is over, like it's everywhere, right? It's everywhere, and we've even seen in Romans 10, you know, nine down that belief is actually how you get saved, right? So in other words, you hear the gospel, you believe—that's how you get saved. So what is the place of confession? Well, let's look at like two texts of Scripture that may help us resolve this. Acts chapter 10, um, no. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13 we have in the same spirit of faith according as it is written I believe and therefore I have spoken we also believe and what therefore we speak so are you seeing that so we speak because what we believe we speak because what we believe so it starts with the believing part it means we can believe and not speak and we are still believed and we are still saved but because we are believed we speak there's a the confession that comes because we believe the word confess actually means to agree is the word homologeo in the greek it means to agree to something right to say the same thing as as someone else so it means that to confess is to agree to what you have believed in your heart if i believe the gospel in my heart i heard the message of salvation and i believed it in my heart then what happens <laughs> what happens i now what confess i now express so Confession is an expression of my belief. Have you seen that? It's an expression of my belief. In some cases, you see, for example, one says he. Uh, in some cases, people would say that um, baptism or water baptism is also an expression of their belief. Well, when we study water baptism, we're going to really, really understand that because in the end, if you are not baptized, it mean you are not saved. Of course, of course, not. Belief is the ingredient you get but what about this we're going to find out does it if it has a place or not in the christian faith uh, <laughs> and that's going to be quite controversial should i do it nah i don't think i'll do it anyway but that's that's the idea here it's an expression so when you confess so you believe in your heart the lord jesus or you sorry what's that you confess with your mouth the lord jesus and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead so i believe when i hear the gospel that what what's the gospel that god raised him from the dead so what do i do i believe it when i believe it i am saved then what do i do in response i can now confess the lordship of jesus i confess the lordship of jesus you get that in other words i i confess i agree to the fact that jesus is my lord and i can do that by my speech by my speaking by declaration so when you say the sinner's prayer uh, the, the truth is that it's not is not when you tell a person say the sinner's prayer that they are saved once they hear the gospel and they believe what you said they are saved so i say uh, say after me lord jesus lord just come to my house come my heart, i confess no a confession is an agreement to what you are believing. It helps the person's mind. Do you get? That's why you must do it, so you can say, "Oh, just repeat after me." Repeat after me is not is is you yeah, are just a person. Repeat what you have believed. Repeat it, you know, say it out. So don't think it is that in that place where you are when you are saying that that people that that or oh, what's that that they now get saved. No, it's not. In fact, let me even say this: if a person can listen to you, you can preach the gospel and say, "God raised from the dead," and the person say, "I don't believe it." I don't believe him because he's in public and he's his friend or girlfriend he said i don't believe your message but in his heart he actually believed it the guy is saved he's actually saved <laughs> the guy may corner you later and say hey, guy bros that's we're saying. right uh-huh. and it's the same thing i mean you could be in a church service and and uh, you know this uh, church service that they will say um that if you want to get saved get up you know stand up and there uh, or come to the front now the truth is I mean, I remember being in those kind of uh, meetings and I never, ever got up. I never had the courage to get up or go to the front, you know, when they say, um, who wants to be saved or something like that. But every time that they, um, like, said the sinners' prayer or preached the gospel, I believed it in my heart. I believed it in my heart. And I had some form of common sense to know that if I just believed what they also, like, those other people believed, right, I would be saved too. So it didn't matter if I came out. Let me just say this. This is just the scope. When you come out, the church is able to properly identify you and then separate you to teach you and grow you and treat you like a baby Christian. Do you understand? So that they can give you special attention. That's just why. It doesn't mean by my coming out, I'm saved. Nope. It has nothing, nada, to do with it. Let me say this. Even if the pastor says something like, if you don't come out, it does not work for you. That's a lie. It's not going to (laughs) work. Wherever you are, the scriptures is above the pastor. you understand? I'm just saying this in case yeah, uh, maybe you're somewhere where you're being blackmailed no you can't be in your, on your desk yeah. in fact you can actually hear the gospel there and then you say okay I'm not sure let me consider it then you just go to your room for over two months and you're sitting and thinking about it thinking about it and then one day you just say you know what I think I believe this thing Sha. the day you just the second you believe that you are saved the second you believe that the Holy Ghost comes into you that very 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 second in fact, this is how Paul, uh, is it Paul? Uh let me say that. Peter says it, Acts 15, verse 8. And God, which knows the heart, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as He did us. So, and and put no difference between us them, purifying their hearts by faith. So immediately they had faith in God. They believed what happened. The Holy Ghost came into them. That's just how it is. That's just how it is. So yeah. And I mean there's some other things that you mean observe or notice. Uh, for example, I mean you I mean sometimes we used to do this in the past where you get the persons or people saved they come out and then you say lord as these people have believed lord we now ask that you accept them into your kingdom we ask that you now watch them and keep them you ask that you save them and all those things well that's a pretty Hagen you would call it a pretty prayer it's a pretty prayer but it's actually very relevant it's super irrelevant it has nothing you no know, if you like pray that prayer for 10 hours it doesn't mean anything you actually your prayers have nothing like in that sense to do with the salvation of a person the person has to believe if the person believes you pray all that prayer and the person can, if the person comes and does not believe if you like pray that prayer Lord accept nothing you get once the person believes that is it you don't have to you now say Lord accept them into your kingdom Lord this that that you don't have to you can skip all that stuff and I'm just showing you Bible you don't see any of the apostles doing that no <laughs> glory to Jesus it is not necessary you don't have to do that Right. Okay, um, I put Acts 8 also, verse 34 37. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray you of whom speaks the prophet, of himself or some other people or person. And Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came to a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, are you seeing that? You may. So you see, he's still saying the same thing. Believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. So I want you to notice something. He says, Philip said to him, if you believe with all your heart, you may. Now, and the question is, with all your heart, your heart is talking about your mind, right? On your inside, your, your mind. Question now. <laughs> why did, you said, if you believe your heart, you may. And Philip answered and said, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. What's going on here? He believed in his heart first. Now, to let um, Philip know that he believed in his heart, what did he do? He spoke. He confessed. He agreed with what was in his heart. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. This is just clearly, this is actually what just reconciles everything. He believed and what did he do? He spoke. He believed in his heart. You can't see a man's heart, but he believed in his heart and then for This guy to know, he said, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. So they don't contradict each other. They actually go hand in hand. But I'm saying, without confession, a person will still be saved. Glory to Jesus. Period. Okay? Because, think about it. If that is not the case, how would someone that is dumb be saved? The person who cannot talk. Say, brethren, you have to confess the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He can't talk. So he's going to be damned to hell because he can't talk unless you're going to open his mouth by miracle make sense no and it doesn't also mean um let me say this when bible says how shall they hear without the preacher hearing doesn't have to be here with your two ears though. there's that part of hearing with your two ears but you can also it can be tracked i have i know people who have been deaf and dumb who you know it's tracks you print for such people unless of course you can open up their ears and you know mouths with you know the power of god but it's tracks they print to them and then you open the track and you look at it and then you get the message you believe the message has saved simple simple (laughs) okay now i want to give a good example of this um walking um you know seeing that the fact that confession is actually not it is not the requirement it is just an expression okay story of cornelius just wraps this up for us Acts 10 42 and he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he who this is Peter talking to the guys in that's Cornelius and his family and his household. Right? And so um he's talking, I says he which was ordained of the God to be the judge of the quick and the dead, as the alive and dead, Acts 10 To him gives all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believes in him shall receive what remission of sins right so this is what peter preaching to them now what was interesting is 44 while peter yet spake these words the holy ghost fell on all of them which had the word right and the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with peter because that on the gentiles was also poured out the gift of the holy ghost the reason these guys were astonished is because they believed that the gospel was only for the jews very very racist people <laughs> by gods <laughs> racist. In fact, we should actually say we should do uh blackout Jews or no black out gentiles because these guys were racist. Like Jesus already told them go into all the world and preach the gospel. But you see the Jews actually for some reason like they they twisted what Moses taught them because the gospel Moses actually taught this that gospel was meant to be spread like you know they were actually meant to go out and tutor and disciple nations and everything if you, exhaust, you actually see that they were actually supposed to you know be like priests to nations and all those things but these guys were just very rebellious stubborn hard hard-headed and in the end, what they, they ended up being the most racist like if you want to talk about racist people like the jews they they felt they were better than you know other nations or other races i'm telling you like very, to the point as on well, they are rabbis you know their their um how will I put it their interpretation of what Moses wrote which is just totally trash and wrong you know would, would mandate them that if they were around an unbeliever they were actually um how will I put it they were um they were unclean so if they came in contact with someone who was not a Jew when they go back home they would have their bath from head to toe like bait and everything. They would have to wash their hands and all the very very hypocritical people. That's how they were back then. They were just, you know, they were in some certain bondage of racism. These guys purely racist, and they believe that God was backing them up. Anyway, that's actually what people who um, have always been racist. That's I think that's how we talk about racef. That's what they've always used to back themselves up. Even back then, they would have to say, "God gave us the mandate to make you all our slaves" or something like that. Nonsense. Anyway, so <laughs> so you you are seeing here, okay? So. What happened was so Peter spoke while he was talking, while he was still preaching. He had actually said the part they needed to hear to believe to get saved. So their hunger was so much as they just believed the message. Boom, the power of the Holy, the of the Holy Ghost fell on them. And it says, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnifying God. So if they're speaking in tongues, that means that they were already saved. So they believed and were saved. Very, very, very powerful message. So to crown up this powerful message, we can actively say that salvation comes by believing and confession is just agreement with what you already believe okay all right so with that we've ended today's episode that's just something i thought you should know and i believe it has blessed you don't like that it has not blessed you it has blessed you so if it's blessed you why don't you do something and share it with someone let it bless another person and another one and another one and another one i appreciate you anyway okay so with that we're done with that so announcement every single day we're praying on mixlr mixlr is an app get it on the play store or the app store follow young ecclesia nation that's just search Young ecclesia nation and follow on the app and every day 6 a.m and 6 p.m we're praying for 30 minutes come and pray we're doing it every day build your prayer life take the challenge and build your prayer life glory to god all right guys have a wonderful day catch you guys tomorrow bye bye If this blessed you, or you want to say hi or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram that's Pst.sn.pst.es-I-E-N. See you there.